besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The driver's The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Fantastic job. I think you pressed the wrong button there, bro. Yeah. This would be four-wheeled variety, not <laughs> AFL. Well, well. to be fair, the Gold Coast rarely get to hear that song played, uh, so... <laughs> 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 Welcome to the driver's uh, seat. Uh, it's funny. just myself and Maddie Mack in the studio. Stephen is uh, on, on errands. On What's he doing? He's... He's exploring chicken treats and dome cafes, I believe. Oh, that mean, that must mean he's in Perth if he's doing the chicken treats and dome cafes. Yes, he's over in Perth, uh, doing earning some real money, doing a real job for whatever reason. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's over there, and so it's just you and I, mate. Just you and I doing the uh, holding. Holding the fort, I think yeah. you'd call it. Exactly, exactly. Yes. But uh, there is still plenty to get through. We'll try and catch up with Steve a bit later on in the show because there's a lot to talk about, especially with mm. the silly season uh, approaching very, very quickly. It's normally around this Crazy. time of the year where announcements and whatnot are made, aren't they, Matty? Uh, absolutely. It's it's generally usually around that sort of Bathurst, depending on what contracts are. And um, sometimes we've seen uh, announcements literally on the 1st of January because mm. teams are contracted through, drivers are contracted to teams and through to the end of the year and literally you're not allowed to say anything and then bang on on uh, the first day of the year all of a sudden on some obscure motorsport website there's a uh, there's a big uh, there's a big statement or you know the new services are slow for whatever so you might actually get some coverage on a new service so uh yeah i know you know interestingly i think one thing we do know within motorsport, Nimsy, is that there's usually world's worst kept secrets. Yes, you know everybody <laughs> yes. knows what's going on. A little bit unlike AFL, like you know, I noticed with the trade radio period this year, there were there were people that uh, players that you know you were thought were going to be oh, you lifers were... at a team, and then all of a sudden, bang, they sort of I want to be traded to Sydney or I want to be traded to wherever. Generally, doesn't happen in motorsport. Generally, we kind of know where people are going. It's just not officially announced. Mm. Hundred percent. But look, here, one thing that we do need to touch on, and look, we, we, we'll we'll talk about all this in the headlines. But there's something I think we need to highlight, though, is uh, one big change that we won't see on the grid in 2020 is uh, the lack of Gary Rogers Motorsport, and that yes. is. Uh, uh, it's it's quite a, it's a very sad thing because it's it's sort of like you know if we link it back to football, it's like when you have a foundation club no longer in the competition. Uh, look, uh, you're exactly right. Again, we we sort of played in AFL terms. This is almost like, uh, you know, like, this is like, like an Essendon uh, or a St Kilda, an not Essendon being there. or a Fitzroy or yes. you know someone like that going. And and uh, our hope at this stage, and, and obviously this is a whole commercially driven thing. Gary's not retiring. He'll still have cars in TCR and S five thousand, and he'll probably end up preparing cars for other people. Uh, but the reality is, is that this is a commercial driven 
issue. It's very tough. It's been not a very nice way to go about things with Boost Mobile and Peter Adderton and, and a whole lot of politics. Oh, 100%. And uh, uh, as a result, unfortunately, we're not going to see Gary on the grid in 2020. My hope is that in maybe 2021, 2022, they come back to uh, much applause and, and love because they are a loved team. Like, they are a seriously loved team. If your team is like a Red Bull or a, a say, a, a DJR team Penske, mm. if those two can't win it, you'd love to see Gary Rogers win it because he's such a character, such a lovable bloke, given so many drivers amazing opportunities. Garth Tander, Jason Barguana, uh, Scotty McLaughlin. Jamie, and, Jamie, uh, Jamie Winker. Jamie Winker. Well, he <laughs> sacked Jamie after 12 months. <laughs> so, uh, at the end of the day, very sad and uh, didn't deserve it. And we hope to have you back, Gaz, because you're a bloody legend. 100% there. And uh, look, another thing too about um, the, the demise, unfortunately, of uh, GRM is... Uh, We've been seeing so many drivers from, you know, um, Michael Caruso when popped up something on social media. We've we've seen a lot of drivers actually come out and say, mate, you know, you, if I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Yep. And that's Absolutely. basically true, isn't it? Oh, 100%. As, as the names we mentioned before, um, uh, including Jamie, even, to say, even though he got, uh, he, he got unceremoniously flicked at the end of his first year, um, very... Rarely does a driver leave on bad terms from GRM. Mm. Generally, they've done a great job and they've been picked up by a, a bigger team and away they go. And, and Gary says, hey, farewell. We loved you. See you later. Um, so, yes, the drivers like Caruso and Scotty Mack have all come out and said, oh, so, you know, we love you, Gary. So sad. It's a sad day. So great uh, pouring, outpouring of emotion from the drivers, which is fantastic. I think uh, when we chatted to Tim Edwards earlier in the year and we asked him, so just how about, how did this, how did the whole deal with getting Robbo into a seat with uh, yep. GRM work? And he goes, Gary picked up the phone. Gary yep. asked me. I said yes. Yep, yep. no contracts. <laughs> it's literally, you know, remember in Jerry Maguire when the guy put his hand out and he said, my word is my bond? Yes. In Gary's case, it actually is his bond. He's, uh, uh, he, if he shakes your hand and, and does a deal, then then that's the go, you know, the deal's done. So, um, like, like Gaz and Baz, come back to us soon. Like you said, Matty, hopefully yeah, this is just a time to sort of regroup. And we've seen businesses do this where they take a bit of a sure. hiatus and come yep. back. But uh, hopefully we will see Jerem in the grid. Um, another big bit of news, and I think it made a little bit of... Might have made a, few, a bit of headlines. <laughs> I, I haven't been paying attention to the papers. Um, yes, and uh, this next bit of news that we has happened during the week got mainstream coverage. Every news outlet, every newspaper, every Every radio station, sports orientated or not, uh, even heard it on Triple M at one stage. Mm. Uh, got a, got this got this run. So, Scotty McLaughlin, we can now officially state as the 2019 Bathurst 1000 winner with his teammate Alex Premer. Yeah, it's it's not provisional, nothing like that. But uh, I tell you no. what, it, it was one hell of a one hell of a punishment, wasn't it? Well. As well, I, as a, I, as a punishment for Fabian Coulthard, at least. A punishment, and as we've always said, it wasn't Fabian's fault. He was just doing his job. I mean, you know, um, uh, Craig Hutchison is your boss, Nimsy, and my boss. Mm-hmm. If he came in and told us to do something, we'd have to do it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right. So it was, it was He could Fabian say debris just, however he wanted to. I'd be yeah, up. Yep, Debris, sure Debris, Debris, Debris. What a shocker. Um, so, yes, uh, unfair on Fabian. He got dumped basically to last in the results, 21st, with Tony Delberto. 
So unfortunately, they got uh, they got they got slam dunked pretty hard. But uh, the team also got 300 points taken away from their team's championship. Now that's quite a big one because uh, if you roll that back, if they don't win the team's championship, essentially it can affect where they uh, situated up and down pit lane. And you always want to be number one in pit lane. So that's a big one. Uh, and then the one that everyone's talking about, $250,000 fine. Mm. Now, you've got to remember that, that, that Dick Johnson doesn't own this team anymore. Roger Penske owns this team. And I saw someone on social media say that that fine, uh, literally Roger could just go down to the back of his couch and see what changes <laughs> dropped out of his pockets and scrape enough together for, to throw 250 large at cams. So they certainly got a belting. Uh, Nimsy and I think they deserved it. Not sure about Fabian and Tony being taken back to last, but certainly DJR copped the 300 and the 250 and deservedly so. There was a lot of talk about uh, whether or not, and it's been discussed in many a podcast and mm-hmm. many, uh, and uh, seriously. Ad nauseum. Yeah, to, to the point where, you know, it was weird. It was almost like, okay, can you forget that we exist now again? We, we don't need all yeah. this, we don't need all of this uh, press anymore, but uh, I, I did feel though for Scotty and Alex Primer because that week after Bathurst, it should be, you do all your media, you celebrate, oh. you do all this, oh. but instead they had to pose questions, oh mate, what if they take the trophy off you? What if this Correct. happens? What if that happens? Correct. So I feel Correct. for Scotty and uh, Alex there, especially since there was so much you know, doubt about Alex Primer coming into it. So like, oh, he hasn't had a lap in a supercar in a while. He's just yeah, flown yeah. in from Vegas. It should be, it should have been the best week of their lives mm. as sports people, as professional motor racing sports people. It should have been the best week of their lives, winning one of the biggest five, one of the big five races on the planet. And instead it was shrouded with controversy and, uh, you know, poor old Fabian was copying death threats, which is just, yeah. just so appalling and, and uh, absolutely no excuses for that passion or otherwise that is just appalling behavior from our fan base and uh, um, I really do think that that uh, Dr. Ryan if he had his chance again mm. uh, and that engineer had his chance again if you could roll back and not do the same decision it would be taken because uh, that one was a shocker mm. and uh, they've all copped it in the neck over that one 100% there but uh, look well, it's done, it's done. Scotty McLaughlin and Alex Brown will go down in history as the 2019 Bathurst champions. But uh, before yep. we leave, let's have a look at the Penrite Power Rankings after Bathurst. The driver's seat. Penrite Power Rankings. Penrite Oil. Australian owned and made since 1926. Well, Manny, we did fear this when we uh, when we <laughs> look. We we kind of said look, during the Enduros, much like the Enduro, like much like races in the Enduros, well, the yep. points, the votes should be doubled. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, yeah, the, great the, idea. Yeah, the leaderboard after the the super cheap Auto Bathurst one thousand is uh, well. Look, let's start from the bottom because it's more fun that way. Uh, Tim Slade <laughs> and Richie Stanaman on one on one vote. Two votes yep. for Nick Perkett, Lee Holdsworth, and Anton D. Pasquale. Three votes for Mark Winterbottom, Thomas Randall and Chris Pither. Four yep. votes for Todd Hazelwood and James Golding. Um, six votes for Davey Reynolds. Seven for <laughs> Fabian Coulthard and uh, Lee, Lee Holdsworth. Yeah. Eight votes go to Cameron Waters and Andre Humpgardner. Eleven yep. for Jamie. Yep. Fourteen for SVG and Will Davison. Fifteen for Chaz. And forty-five for Scott McLaughlin. <laughs> 
I mean, it is literally daylight, isn't it? I yeah. mean, put your put your feet up on the seat and uh, uh, grab a scotch and a cigar, Scotty McLaughlin, because you have won mm. essentially the uh, the Penrite Power Rankings and uh... <laughs> a, a, a shiny ham to your <laughs> a batoki ham and a box of Cadbury's roses <laughs> and some Cotty's cordial heading your way. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no one going to be caught on that one. No, no, definitely not. But uh, look, that was the Penrite Power Rankings. <laughs> uh, this is the driver's seat. We'll catch up with Todd Hazelwood and we'll see what Steve Johnson's up to as well <laughs> right here on the driver's seat. The 22-year-old, originally from Adelaide, now based on the Gold Coast. He's Dream big was the hashtag and he's done it. He wins the double on Super 2 crown in 2017. Man of the match in that world is Todd Hazelwood. But that young bloke has done a remarkable job against the very best operators. Hazelwood in his first ever shootout. Fantastic performance. And he has done a mighty job to get in. Tell you what, Matty, what a year a young Todd Hazelwood has had. You, if you want to say baptism by fires, uh, 2018 was, well, quite a baptism of fire, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, uh, it sort of uh, tends to be that way. The first couple of years in the main game, once you've graduated from the Dunlop Super 2 Series, whether you've been champion or not there, um, it, it, it is a big step up. And I think anyone that expects anyone to come in and start winning races is uh, is off their head. But might I just say, let me roll back to your credits there, where you had the Hilltop Hoods playing. Of course, Todd Hazelwood, proud Adelaidean, South Australian. That's right. And uh, you had the Hilltop Hoods playing there, still standing. Also a great... Uh, export out of South Australia. So well done, Nimsy. Very nice job there. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a bloke that is still standing. We will see him on the grid at the Gold Coast 600 in front of his second home crowd. But please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Todd Hazelwood. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show again. No worries, mate. It is always good to have you back. And first things first, I do want to ask, mate, how are you feeling? Are you back up to full strength and 100%? Yeah, mate, I'm at full speed ahead now, so all good. But, um, yeah, I had a little scare on uh, Sunday of race day at Bathurst, so never thought I'd be uh, watching the end of the race in the hospital. <laughs> certainly wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had a bit of a bit of neck pain and, uh, yeah, a few other things that flared up. But, um, no, we're all good and, and ready for this weekend. Because it was a very, very large accident. I mean, we that, that corner up under the tree as you uh, come and head down towards the grade, that is close. Claimed uh, more than one superstar across the years. And man, like the SP Tools car, which, you know, I voted also, I think I said on the show a couple of weeks ago, that I think that was the best looking car oh, there. I 100%. love the SP Tools livery. But uh, uh, big accident, mate. What? Just take us through it very quickly. Did, was there a failure in the car or was there, a, was there a failure in the organic matter behind the steering wheel? Yeah, the failure was in between the steering wheel and the, uh, and the seat, unfortunately. But uh, look, at it. it to be honest, looking back at it all, and it still kind of has got me a little bit puzzled of today because, um, you know, it was early, in, it was my second flying lap in my stint, you know, full load of fuel, you know, tyres are still coming up, but they weren't cold or anything like that, so, yeah. um, you know, just, part of me feels like it was just the small, smallest amount of pickup that I may have picked up through Reed Park, and then as a tyre loaded um, over the hump and into the grate there, just, yeah, just understeered aggressively wide on me, and yeah, as soon as you hit the wall, 
I actually hit the wall quite early. Um, so, yeah, it just shows you how quite out of shape I was over the hump there. And, yeah, just as soon as you're out in the grey there, there's just no recovery when you're doing uh, those sort of speeds through the grate. But, um, yeah, as you said, it, it bit me and it bit me hard. It's my uh, first uh, touch of the wall at Bathurst and probably did in the worst spot. But, um, yeah, devastating uh, end to the weekend of what could have been. But we had a fast car and, as you said, the car looked a million bucks and it was really special to... To have a livery that meant something behind it too. Well, obviously, the the passing of Lisa Davis. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was you know, a, a big weekend, but you know, devastating to not walk away of anything after you know everything that goes into it all. I reckon the, it started the race looking a million bucks, but by the time you were finished with it, it looked uh, probably about a 650, 700 <laughs> at best. Uh, mate, it, and there's nothing you can do there, is there? Like when you come up over the hump, if you've got that pickup there and you do start to get the understeer going, uh, you hit the brakes, the thing's just going to go sideways. You can just roll out of the throttle and hope to hell that the thing will turn, but it obviously um, it didn't turn when you got up there. But you were you were amongst good company, mate. Anton Di Pasquale, you know, they, they had a, a fair, fair size accident over the weekend. The Kostecki's had a good old whack. Andre Heimgartner had a good whack as well. So, uh, Timmy Slade on the Tim opening Slade, lap. Yeah. So, the, yeah. the numbers. You were not on your own, Todd. Don't worry about that. But yeah, anyway, claimed a few, that's for sure. It, yeah. it did. And, it, and as Dick Johnson says, mate, uh, all you get from looking backwards is a sore neck. So, let's look forward to exactly. Gold Coast this weekend. It is uh, your home round, essentially, because Matt Stone Racing is, is based here on the Gold Coast. You live up here on the Gold Coast, maybe for not too much longer, but we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Um, tell me about the Gold Coast. Do you, do you like the place to race? It's because it's a pretty hairy track, isn't it? Yeah, that's the best part. Better part. Uh, best part about it, I should say. I'll spit it out. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, awesome track. I really enjoy the street circuits. Love the challenge behind it. Um, I've only raced there a couple of times actually. So it's, last year was pretty tough for us, obviously in the VF and um, yep. our first initiation main game. But you know, twelve months on, I think it's shown this season that. Whenever we put our car on a street circuit, we've uh, we've shown some really strong form. So, look, we've got the fingers and toes crossed that everything runs smoothly after a big repair job, and I'm sure the crew and Matt Stone Racing will do a great job, and hopefully we can have a really solid solid weekend to bounce back from obviously a tough Bathurst, which would be a great reward for everyone involved. I want to stick with uh, talking about the car because you had an absolute ripper livery, as Matty mentioned at the top uh, of the SB Tools. Are you keeping that livery? Or have you got a hint of something that we could be seeing at the Gold Coast, or are you going to mix it up a little bit? Because your car has looked mega. We've It's definitely been one, one to watch throughout the entire season. Yeah, you're dead right, and uh, we're certainly mixing it up again. So keep your uh, ears and eyes open for what's going to come out for this weekend. It's going to look awesome. It's completely left to fill. Um, right. It's got a little bit of fluor in it, so um, it's going to stand out. Fleur on the Gold Coast, mate. That's going to be very at home. Um, yep. so and, and let's check the flags as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about Todd Hazelwood and 2020 because no secret that Matt Stone Racing essentially, and probably actually not a bad thing to do, quite early on have said to you, hey, listen, we're not sure where we're going to be for next year. Maybe you need to look at other options. And there was a lot of talk there that the team was potentially not going to be running in the main game. But then all that talk all of a sudden went away and then there was there was still this talk about you potentially moving on where does that currently sit at the moment have you got anything in concrete for next year you don't have to tell it i mean you can tell us if you'd like to but uh, have you got anything <laughs> locked away for next year or or we uh, and or could you stay with matt stone racing um, this is where you get the the typical drives answer of no comment um <laughs> but um 
Yeah, look, obviously working really hard behind the scenes to put something together and, you know, hopefully it sorts itself out within the next week or two. But as you said, there's been a, a lot of speculation with a lot of teams and drives up and down pit lane and obviously my name's been part of that. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's the first, first time for me, you know, in my supercars career, I've really, I suppose, had the opportunity to look at teams outside of Matt Stone. Obviously, I've been part of the, the family there for six years. We've done a lot of great things together, won the Super 2 title and stepped up yep. to main game together. So, yep. you know, still consider all the boys and girls there like family today and, um, yeah, look, we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's been a lot of changes since those first uh, conversations first started. So, yep. um, yeah, I hope it all gets sorted soon because it's, yeah, it is painful, but it's uh, all part of the fun. But the reality for you, mate, is that, that if you do decide or have the opportunity to go somewhere else, there are some ripping seats available. Like there's a possibility at Tickford. Uh, there's a possibility at Kelly, although we think Andre's going to stay there. There's an option potentially at Brad Jones Racing. There's options at Walkinshaw and Dreddy United. There's Techno. Uh, there's there's <laughs> Techno slash Irwin Racing in Sydney. Uh, and then there's your, your potential seat staying at, at MSR. So regardless of... Like should you should you choose or should you have the opportunity to stay in supercar? It's pretty happy pretty happy hunting grounds, I think, except for Walkinshaw Andretti United, which we hope will turn a very large boat around very quickly. But um, there's there's some pretty good happy hunting grounds there for you. Yeah, exactly. You've hit the nail on the head there. Like there's so many opportunities available. Like although from a drive perspective, it is scary that you're off contract and there's a lot of other drivers trying to find a drive. But when there's so many drivers off contract, it, like you said, it does create opportunities uh, elsewhere. And it, you'd be silly from a driver's perspective not to consider all those options available. So, um, yeah, it has been exciting. Um, for me personally, I've never, as I said, never been in this position before. So I've certainly learnt a lot about how you manage this all and, and how you go through the negotiation process and um, all those yeah. sort of things. So, yeah, it certainly opened my eyes up. But, um, yeah, well, I think over the next week or two, surely... Um, some things will start to come out of the, the woodwork and we'll start to really see who's going where and mm-hmm. once a few main, uh, big names start to uh, land some drives and it all falls into place very quickly. Obviously, with the, the Rec Entitlement contract deadline uh, just recently gone, obviously we saw the, you know, I suppose, the more committed movements of where, where the licences will be ending up. So yep, that's yep. one part of it. And I think once that's all set in stone, sponsors get close to uh, signing with the teams and then the teams can then work out who they're going to sign and, and what happens from there. So it's a, from a driver's perspective, it's a pretty long and painful process that you have to kind of, I suppose, keep your head above float and not get too frustrated and try and hope sure. that you're uh, sitting down when the music stops because it's certainly like music <laughs> chairs out there at the moment. But I think I think what I like about, and Nimsy and I and we're talking about this off air, what we like about your opportunities for next year is what you've shown this year in your car. You know, there's quite often you've been out qualifying the, and, and outpacing the, the factory Holden squad. Uh, in fact, you had Roland Dane, I think, at one stage say, you know, Matt St- uh, uh, Todd Hazelwood's just done a better job than us. So I think that's what I like. Like, if you look at Jack LeBrock, he hasn't 
either had the opportunity or whatever it might be to really show what he's capable of. But I think what you've been able to do is drag a car that is perhaps not the best in the field and actually drag it up the field, which is always the mark of a good driver, Nimsy. Like if you look at Senna, he could take a car that was never the best and he could drag it up the front because that was the mark of the man's talent. And I, I sort of, we were talking about that toddler a little bit off air before, that that's what I like about where you're, where you're looking for next year and the position that you're in is that you've been able to drag that car and really show your talent, uh, particularly with a car that probably shouldn't be where it's been. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, that <laughs> means a lot. But uh, look, it's all part of the fun. And yeah, and day, you know, although we're a, we're a small, you know, if you call it a small team, we are still quite a large team in, in perspective. You know, we run a lot of cars. We've got a lot of people at our workshop. Um, and I think the crew at MSR have, you know, considering it's only our second year in the category, we've been ta- been able to take leaps and bounds forward this season. Obviously, you know, the biggest step for us is obviously aligning ourselves with one of the best teams up and down pit lane, the, the technical alliance, which is a huge, huge yep. benefit for us as, as a you know, single car outfit because you don't have the opportunity to use a teammate to, you know, try different alternative setups and, you know, simple thing of, you know, from a driver's point of view, understanding, you know, should I be braking a couple of metres deeper here or getting on the throttle a bit harder there or, mm, yep. you know, all those sort of things. So, um, you know, for a single car outfit, we're really proud yeah. of what we've, we've achieved. And I think the, the best thing this year is, uh, you know, we've been out to just simplify our processes. We, we know the car is good if we get it right. Yep. Um, so just, yeah, sticking to what we know and, and just trying to see it out. You know, some rounds we don't quite get it right, but then, you know, rounds two or three onwards, we, we start to see that light at the end of the tunnel and it pays off. So I think, you know, come next year, if that was if that was the opportunity put forward, you know, every round that we would start the weekend a lot more prepared with based off what we've learnt this year. So, um, yeah, there's been a lot of building blocks put in place and, um, you know, I, I generally feel that, Come 2020, this uh, the car and the package would be more than capable of consistently running inside the top 10, which is yeah, which would be awesome for a you know, small organisation like that. So, mate, I, I want to get um, I want to get your thoughts on Gary Rogers Motorsport. It's obviously been a difficult week because we've lost to supercars at the moment, a stalwart of our category, a foundation, oh, uh, a foundation yeah. team. Tell me through the driver ranks, how has that felt? Do you think, oh, for, certainly from a fan point of view and from a media point of view, pretty sad day. Oh, it's devastating. You know, it's such an iconic name of our sport. You know, they've been part of supercars since it first started. And obviously, we're well known, you know, how many drivers, you know, Gary and the team have supported over the years. Give them that first shot, which is so rare, you know, from a, a young driver's perspective that in, in today that, you know, there's not too many people that are willing to uh, bite their tongue and take on someone new. And, and that was something that obviously Gary was very well known for. And, you know, yeah. obviously for someone like Jimmy Golding, who's, you know, essentially started his you know, light mechanical apprenticeship and, and build his way up into being become a supercars driver. Like, you know, there's not too many other teams that have provided that sort of opportunity. So that's, uh, you know, to lose that for in our sport is a massive blow. And, yeah, like I think like everyone in motorsport, it's... I don't know if everyone was shocked by the announcement, but it was just devastating to know that, you know, this can happen in business. But obviously... The positive thing is that we haven't lost Gary and his team. They're still going to be around um, in yep. motorsport, and who yep. knows, they may come back. But obviously, like everyone in, in all forms of sport at the moment, everyone's feeling the pinch, probably more from a sponsorship point of view than actual category point of view, I'd say. Um, so hopefully, when times get better and, and things turn around, hopefully we'll see Gary and his team step up and, and get back into it again, which would be you know, great for everyone involved. 
Yeah, 100% well said there, Toddy. But, uh, mate, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to get you on the driver's seat once again. Uh, hopefully, whatever your plans are for 2020, uh, at least we look forward to seeing you on the grid. And just a quick shout-out to anyone out there. If you do have a copy of Dream Big, uh, Todd's book, make sure you get it signed at any of the upcoming sessions because it could be worth a fair bit of coin down the track. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, like I said, Todd, uh, as Maddie sort of mentioned, you've done absolutely tremendous stuff in that car because, let's face it, everyone's been talking about the Mustang and when they're not talking about the Mustang, they're talking about how some of the veterans are absolutely struggling. But yeah. uh, there's a really good young generation of drivers that you're well a part of, like yourself, Anton. Uh, we see guys like Will Brown coming through, mate, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the grid for many years to come. And thanks for joining us on the driver's seat. Uh, thanks, Legend. Thanks for having me once again. And uh, yeah, hopefully once the dust settles or everything for next year, we should, uh, we should have another chat. <laughs> Oh, mate, you can count on that. Trust me. Done. <laughs> Lock that in. <laughs> Thanks, Toddy. No worries. Thanks, guys. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Hey, welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Uh, Matt McKeldin and Nims Azor here, but uh, we will cross over to Stephen Johnson because wasn't it funny when we were chatting to Todd Hazelwood? He's very, he's very tight-lipped about uh, driver movements for 2020, even though all the chatter... Yep. <laughs> we, most people know what the chatter is. I mean, it's all locked in, kind of, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it... You would, I think, some of the major ones are definitely locked in, and we saw that with the announcement of uh, of the Irwin Racing. Uh, oh yeah, last year, mm. and and you know we saw it with Courtney going to Sydney and all that kind of stuff. So look, it. Uh, what I love about this is it's kind of it's sort of half got a, uh, an AFL feel about it because it does. Very rarely, uh, very rarely do we have a situation like we have at the moment where there's so many drivers out of contract and so many seats potentially available. So it's got a bit of that trade radio vibe about. It. it does. It really does. And let's start some rumours because uh, we did... Yeah, some... let's grab the keys to the rumour mill. <laughs> which, let's crank it up. Which would be a lot of fun. But no, uh, let's get a bloke who, who does know what it is like to be in the paddock when there's all talk about contracts and driver changes and all this sort of stuff. As Todd Hazelwood sort of said, it's kind of like musical chairs. You just wait for the yeah. music to stop and see where everyone sits. But uh, we couldn't go an episode of the driver's seat without catching up with the one and only Stephen Johnson. Stevie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Oh, thanks, fellas. Good to be Hi. sort of here. As the as the uh, studio audience. Yeah, that's a fair, well. Normally, it's not for me. So no, that's right. Normally, it's for everybody else that comes on the show. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. That's, that's normally, we, have oh, to, we normally have to play it for Nimsy when he walks in the door in the morning. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I, 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 I do miss sitting next to you blokes having a coffee, though. That that does. Uh, I was about to say, the blokes are Krispy Kreme uh, when when we walked in this morning. I'm like, what the hell? We're Steve. (laughs) Come on. That's so funny. It's got to be after 10 before I have one. (laughs) After 10 before you have a donut. You just lied to our listeners. Mm. You lied, you lied, you lied. And and anyone that's well, listening on the app to worldwide, so please don't be a worldwide liar, Stephen Johnson. <laughs> I never, fi- you never let me finish what I was saying after ten past seven. Okay, fair that's enough. it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's better. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we've actually come on. We've got you here for a, for a serious reason, Steve, because uh, we just had a chat with uh, with young Todd Hayeswood, whose um, twenty twenty seat is you know it's still up in question. We don't know where he's going to go, but uh, yep. Matt and I were talking off air, and it's actually quite an exciting time when you look at all of the drivers that are out of contract for next year, and all the seats for him, and have you ever in your entire tenure uh, being a part of, you know, 
this supercars landscape. Have you ever seen a silly season like this, Steve? No, not really, because what the major teams, I think obviously the, the major teams have locked away their seats and they sort of announced that quite early. But uh, in the past, what has tended to happen is they, everyone staggers it so that not, you know, 15 drivers are all up for a renewal at the end of, of a certain year. So yep, people will look yep. at what contracts people have got and they'll, they'll take that into consideration when they make the next contract for if they want to keep the current driver for you know one or two or three years. They'll take what other people are doing and when they're coming off contract into consideration before they do that. And I think it's just got to a point now where we're seeing a lot of one and one and one plus one option contracts coming out now, which says to me that a lot of the teams are really thinking about the people that are coming off contract at certain times yeah. uh, and trying to fill gaps where they can to get the drivers that they want in the next year or two or three. Yep. I can tell you one thing that no driver, no team uh, is going to get, and that's Dave Reynolds driving for them because <laughs> yeah. he's signed, he signed 10 <laughs> years, so you can put a big old line through that. I mean, would, would most of these guys, Steve, and you know better than I, would most of these guys be putting performance clauses in their contracts these days? Because I, don't, I get the sneaking suspicion that five years ago you wouldn't have had a performance clause in your contract. It just would have been, sign me up, thanks very much, because here's a very rare opportunity to be a supercar driver for a career. But now I are there performance clauses, do you think, written in? Oh, I think so, yeah, absolutely. And and written in in different ways. I mean, depending on who you are, um, there's you know, performance clauses from the team to a driver. Yep. There can be performance clauses from a driver to a team. And really, that tells me is that they're just making sure that they've got a backup clause yep. to get out of what they've got if something better comes along or if they're not happy. On both sides, mm-hmm. no one sort of commits. No one commits super heavy these days to each other. It's you do well for us, and and uh, if we do well for you, then it's happy days. But if that balance tips, it's uh, as one Stevie J would say, "See ya, mate." <laughs> See ya, mate. But I would be, de- I would be definitely uh, very shocked if you know how you're talking about Dave Reynolds' ten-year deal. I would be very shocked if there's not clauses in that that either party could get out of year three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, whatever it might be. Because, you know, if uh, if you're not happy at a place after a couple of years and it's all roses at the moment, we know how things can go south with, with uh, you know, not only motorsport, but yeah, just in, yeah, in sport in general, yeah. Now, yeah, absolutely. Imagine if you, you're in a place where you didn't really want to be at after three years because of whatever may happen. There might be staff changes, there might be whatever it is, uh, and then you're stuck there for another seven years. There's no way that would happen. Uh, Steve, before we let you go, mate, uh, quickly, obviously, throughout, um, late last week we did find out, uh, unfortunately, the Gary Rogers Motorsport will not be taking part in supercars in 2020. Now, for you, obviously, it's, it's famously, you've got a very good relationship with Gary, I mean, we've talked about it here on the show. Gary's even mentioned it on the show too. I mean, what do you mm. feel like, mate, or when you see, you know, one of the foundation, well, you know, one of the, the sort of foundation teams of uh, of supercars, um, unfortunately, not going to be on the grid next year. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed feeling because you know, Gary, you know, for me, it feels like he's an you know, integral part, like uh, like Dick Johnson Racing has been for that many years, and you know, obviously DJ has changed now. 
to the entire team, Penske. But um, you know, for that, for Gary to have to do that, and, and I know we've all got to abide by all the rules uh, with regard to uh, racing tournament contracts and all this sort of thing, and they needed to be in. If you wanted to enter the series next year in 2020, you needed to be in by a certain date just after Bathurst. Um, you know, it does annoy me a little bit that they couldn't even get a two-week grant extension to try to sort out their deal. Um, that, you know, that just shows... I, and I do understand that people have got to... You know, you can't bend the rules all the time because of what's the point of having rules? But, um, you know, for someone like Gary, and I'm sure they were talking to supercars about it, but to not even be able to get the... Um, I guess the decency the uh, and the respect mm-hmm. from what they've done in the past and how long they've contributed to Australian motorsport. I, I just think it's left a little bit of taste in my mouth. I do feel for Gary. I hope to see him back. I think we will see him back um, at some stage. Obviously, just not next year. Um, and I hope I do because they're just they're a massive part of supercars. They're a massive part of motor racing uh, in Australia in the, in the top end level of tin uh, top racing in Australia. So sad to see they're not going to be on the grid next year. Yeah. And at some point businesses need to take a reset sometimes. So maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this gives the commercial team at GRM the opportunity to really go out to the market now, um, uh, especially when there's going to be a thirst for, for the crowds and the fans to want to see Gary back. So whoever comes back, whoever, whoever joins with that team from a partnership point of view, it's going to get an absolute truckload of PR and media uh, to bring them back. So maybe this is maybe this isn't a bad thing. Maybe this just gives the, the, a really good opportunity to go to market and and uh, take time to get a, a partner that will actually stick with the team for more than for more than just one year. I reckon because mm. I was pretty I was pretty dirty on Boost. Like you know, at the end of the day, those guys were supposed to be here for the long term and partner with Gary, and then it all just got so political with the way Adderton went out with this uh, control front upright thing. So, unfortunately, I think Gary's just been left out. I think he's been hung out to dry by Adderton and Boost. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I don't like the way that that's um, portrayed, the way that um, it's all gone down with regard to, you know, effectively the bullying mm. from, from a, a sponsor. Yeah. I mean, 100%. he's got no skin in the game. He's got nothing. He might, you know, he doesn't own anything in there. He's just a sponsor. He can always just pull his sponsorship out and away he goes and goes somewhere else, you know what I mean? Yep. So um, so to have someone like that trying to demand and trying to make a difference, um, you know, maybe it you know, feels like he, he needs to be like Roland Dane and throw his weight around. But um, but Roland's got a hell of a lot more at stake and a hell of a lot more in the game than at, in supercars than what Peter Addison will ever have. And, um, you know, I think that... Um, you know, Gary's unfortunately been um, the one that suffered the most out of this. Yep, agreed. If, if we can look at any upside of the, situ- uh, the situation, it's going to be one hell of a party in Newcastle in the GRM uh, uh, garage. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> Gaz and Baz putting on the uh, putting on the the suds for everyone down there. Yeah, it'll be a sad time. I I I, I hate that they they hate that they're going to take it. 12 months out and be away from us but as I say on the upside as you said Nimsy hopefully they can just restructure um, really go out to market see if they can get someone who's actually going to be committed and stick with the team mm. uh, like they're like they've had so many partners Repco and Valvoline and Cummins and all those guys that were just 
absolutely part of the fabric of that team. Well, Steve, uh, it's fast approaching breakfast time, so I, th- I can see you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> no, mate, but we do appreciate you taking a bit of time to have a yarn with us here on, the, on your own show, which is... It's, <laughs> when I actually say that, I remember the Not first... my show. It's our show, fellas. I still remember... It's our show. I still remember when, when you got Dick to fill in for you. The first thing he said was like, hang on a second. The only thing I'm not doing for my son is breathing. I just realised. <laughs> that's right. He did too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, good still... old Richard. He doesn't mind trying to a bit of mud. That's all right. No, that's for sure. But, hey, Steve, uh, we'll, we'll see you in the studio next week, mate, and stay safe. I will be there, fellas. Thank you. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company here on the driver's seat. Thanks, Domains at Kubota, building Australia. And make sure you get the driver's seat app as well. Kubota features fairly heavily in that too. We thank them for their support. But uh, do you think at the end of this year, Maddie, that a donut shop is going to get on board and we're going to be seeing <laughs> on Mustang Sally or even the uh, the XD next year, just like, I don't know, a Wendy's sticker on the side or something? Hey, do me a favour. Don't, don't preclude too... TA2 cars. If there's going to be a donut sponsor, uh, I better be get part of that action. If I don't get part of a donut sponsor action on my race car and Stevie J gets it all, there's going to be uh, the toys will be thrown out of the cot. Let me give you the strong tip. There will be hell to pay, I can tell you that one. But uh, hey, before we go, we have to quickly get into this week's Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat Race Rewind. Here we do it thanks to Bendix Brakes. And when it's time to change your brakes, fit Bendix Brakes and don't accept anything less. This time last year, do you remember that uh, Scotty McLaughlin and Fabs uh, cut a few laps on the surface Paradise Street Circuit, not in a uh, Falcon FGX. Well, they did that, but uh, yes, they also that. they also took for a spin one Ford Fusion NASCAR as well. They did, and you see, you're relatively new to our sport, but if you if you jump in the hot tub time machine and you roll back to sort of the mid-90s there at the Gold Coast event when Indy, uh, the Indy cars were rolling around the place, they also had the Australian NASCARs oh, the going cars. around there. The, no, they were an actual NASCARs. Oh, they were actual the NASCAR. Australian NASCAR series. Yeah, yeah. So they were same things like Ford Fusions and or whatever the, the, the Ford uh, equivalent was back then, Chevys and, and uh, uh, other bits and pieces, names like uh, Kim J. Jim Richards, George Elliott were fanging it around the Gold Coast in these 900 horsepower monsters. And I, I must tell you, Nimsy, if you've never heard a NASCAR at absolute full flight, be it on an oval or on a road course, it is absolutely automotive heaven. And um, I have not seen... Uh, people run to the fence to see a car going around uh, with as much as exuberance and excitement as the people did at the Gold Coast last year when Scotty and Fabs got to wrap around the uh, the uh, DJR, not DJR, the, the Team Penske NASCAR because around the buildings, uh, the echo and the noise was absolutely extraordinary. The, the funniest thing too I absolutely loved was um, if you saw the, the first bit of uh, the first bit of footage was basically Fabian Coulthard on like the little catch fence with his phone out filming yep. Scotty yeah <laughs> and so and these are guys who 
you know, this is their bread and butter. This is their daily. This is what they do every single day. And um, uh, it was cause enough to get him out <laughs> onto the wall for, for the auspices of social media and get it out there and get on there because it's quite something to behold. And and um, I dare say, I dare say, particularly after the Bathurst 1000 win that we has now been declared as Scotty McLaughlin's and Alex mm-hmm. Bremers, we will see Scotty Mack in a NASCAR at some stage within the next five years. And uh, um, for the Gold Coast event, I reckon you would have a world-class event if you were able to bring the IndyCars back, have the supercars, and uh, and throw a couple of NASCARs in the mix, um, maybe a few TA2 cars too, that'd be good, uh, <laughs> then, then you would have a world-class event. And I, and I, and I hope they, do the, uh, they continue to do those sorts of um, displays and those sorts of cars because as motorheads, as gearheads, as rev heads, that's what we love. Question for you. With the Gold Coast becoming a night race for next year, how's it going to affect other categories? Because like, oh, you obviously... They race lights, earlier in the you? afternoon. Really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, like they did yeah. at Barbagella, yeah. Of course, that yeah, makes that's sense. right. So it won't be... Um, uh, it won't be a major effect. The only thing that's going to be really interesting with the night race next year for the Gold Coast is that typically this time of the year on the Gold Coast, there's quite a bit of rain around the, around the place. Oh, yeah, we found so, that out. Yeah, we found <laughs> that, that out before. <laughs> and, it fire, and it fires in usually late afternoon. So uh, if... If that does happen, I mean, one of our, what are these Gold Coast tropical storms rolling in on the streets of the Gold Coast at night with a night race, 650, 700 horsepower under your right foot, a thank you. That mm. is going to be awesome to watch. Mm. Uh, it would be very, very interesting. What, what do you say about um, good racing? Just add water? Just add water, turn on the sprinkler, <laughs> and that will give you some good racing every single time. When you then go and put a concrete canyon, a bunch of painted lines, ripple strips, uh, co-drivers that haven't had a huge amount of time in the car, yep, bring on the Gold Coast next year. Oh, that'll be interesting to see. But uh, that was our Race Rewind. Thanks to Bendix, Australian technology, for all weather confident braking. This has been the driver's seat for another big week. We'll be back again same time next week with Stephen here, uh, providing that customs let him back after trying to get as much... <laughs> like I could. I swear to you, that white powder was icing sugar. It definitely was in Stephen Johnson's case. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week here on The Driver's Seat. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91